Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. free agency eight days past free agency in the national hockey league to be exact and usually this is the period where you go okay things starting to slow down starting to end that little dog days of uh off season kind of thing where everything kind of shuts down and it kind of is but man it, it just seems like every day there is something newsworthy going on arbitration hearings have been uh, announced and the verdict on Jesse Pugliarvi will come quicker than maybe most thought. I remember Ken Holland said he'd be willing to wait all summer to get the right deal to trade uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. Well, the right deal is not going to be very good if he wants to do that. But Jesse Pugliarvi's arbitration hearing is a week tomorrow, June the 29th. So this is going to come to a head either before then or shortly after signs are kind of pointing well i don't know it's 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 interesting you know it doesn't seem like jesse pulley wants to come back and it almost seems like the oilers are saying no yeah, we wouldn't mind if you had a fresh start either but this is more like the two sides are going to have to kiss and make up here interesting Kyler yamamoto by the way will have his hearing on august 7th that's a sunday in fact the day after BC Lions, the first game after the bye week. So, yeah, things are happening for sure. And there's the Kane room, Patrick Kane. Uh, they're kind of firing up a little bit more, kind of getting a little quieter uh, in some respects, but it kind of won't go away. So it'll be interesting. But the uh, what's at the front burner right now, very, very soon, happened with Jesse Pugliarvi. And I know there's many of you who love him, and there's many of you that are kind of perplexed by him. I'm kind of I'm kind of caught in the middle here. It's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight, one final time this week, and uh, had a lot of fun, and we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. we got a big football game coming up tomorrow. The Edmonton Elks at home to the 6-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the number one team in the CFL, two-time defending Grey Cup champion, and 5.30 will be the countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott, and Blake Dermott will be by as long, along with Morley Scott, yours truly, kickoff. Won two of their last three games. They do have a lot of lineup changes. In fact, I believe it's 10. More injuries, and we'll get to that in a moment. 
there is football tonight. Remember, remember last night I said this is the uh, weirdest day of the year and the quietest sports day because there's nothing going on. Really, there there's nothing going on. I believe the only two games of uh, you know relative significance is a WNBA game and a Mexican, which you know we don't touch on both because we just don't. Uh, and like, why would we do that? Anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll not interesting. It's just it's just it's nice to be here. It's just nice to be here, uh, and and actually talk. Here's what's happening tonight. We got a double dip in uh, the CFL. We're down eleven zip at one point. They are right back into the football game. Fifteen eleven is the score now for the. Alouettes and uh, the latest touchdown uh, Trevor Harris to Herjeet Mayala a four-yard touchdown and uh, converted okay what we'll do now is we're going to have a we have a little bit of technical issues here so we're just going to take a break we'll try and reset it here uh, on Inside Sports so back in a moment Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, hopefully the Garbley Gremlins are out of this connection. It happens sometimes. Uh, let's reset here a little bit. Yes, we have we have sports to talk about, live sports to talk about, and we have a doubleheader in the CFL tonight. The first game is in Ottawa. The 0-5 Red Blacks taking on the 1-4 Alouettes. The Red Blacks uh, got out to an 11-0 lead. A field goal by Lewis Ward of 15 yards. He did miss a 40-yard-plus field goal, which uh, settled for a single. And the first score of the game, uh, touchdown-wise, came from... Uh, Darvin Adams, a 15-yard pass from Caleb Evans, who is starting. By the way, Nick Arbuckle, former Elk, is uh, in the lineup. He is the backup to Evans. And uh, Trevor Harris has engineered a couple nice drives. Ever since then, uh, he uh, just completed a uh, four-yard touchdown pass to Herjie Mayala. That gave him the lead, and prior to that, uh, Trevor Harris uh, actually was Dominic Davis with a one-yard touchdown sneak. So, and then uh, converted two-point convert to Eugene Lewis. So, this is where we sit: 15-11, Alouettes and Ottawa Red Blacks from our nation's capital. Later on tonight, it'll be the BC Lions, who are four and one on the season, taking on the one and four Hamilton Tiger Cats. And wouldn't it just be nice to have a little bit of a favor? done by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And yes, I know the Elks beat the Tiger Cats three weeks ago on Canada Day. But I digress. A favor from the Hamilton Tiger Cats would be great for the Elks, who need every win they can right now. It's going to be tough tomorrow against the uh, Grey Cup champs. Uh, we'll talk about the game in a moment. But just quick thought, just to finish my Jesse Pulley uh, arbitration thought. I mean, we are going to get a decision here soon, you would think. If the Oilers want to trade him, they're going to have to settle for a lousy return. That was pretty evident when trades started to happen. And, you know, players that were like of a Jesse Pugliarvi mold were being traded for draft picks. So you're not going to get a player likely back for Jesse Pugliarvi at this stage. So it might be, might be to circle back to the player and say, okay, hey, look, how can we make this work? I mean, it's, it's happened before. I mean, Ken Holland's done it before. He could he tried to trade him and decided, I'm not trading him for 
for for nothing which is unfortunately in this situation you're you're there again i'm okay with the sc Pugliari coming back i don't think he's a uh, a top three player i don't think he's a first line right winger although he might have to play there i could see him in that second third line role that middle six winger um you know i remember mike kelly telling reed before the start of the Colorado Avalanche series, if you don't have goals, the next, you know, how do you measure um, a player's ability to get goals? And that's where you have expected goals. And Jesse Pugliarvi is very good in that in that area. You know, but he got derailed by injury, and that's unfortunate. Coaching change, that seemed to be a bit of a change for him. And if you remember, Jay Woodcroft called him a top six player. And then by the end of the playoffs he's playing six minutes a night so even jay woodcroft and the coaching staff look at jesse pulley in the playoff run and said you know i just don't see him as a top six player right now so to me all signs are starting to point that jesse's going to be back but at what number and that that's another thing too what number is that anything north of three you go if you're the orders you go hmm I mean, they could walk away from him. I don't know if they want to do that, but that'd be a hefty price. And even if you look at Kyler Yamamoto, what could he get? And I would suspect that's probably a deal that has a better chance of getting resolved before the arbitration hearing on August 7th. And I don't know what's going to happen with, with Pugliari. That's a tough one. That is really a tough one to, to kind of handicap here. But I would not be surprised, and I kind of felt this way a day or two after free agency when you know, it was being reported that Ken Holland is getting no real takers for Jesse Pugliarvi. That kind of tells you something, a little bit. So what do you do? You kind of have to circle back to the player and say, okay, how do we make this work? You know, Frank Saravalli, and we'll play a clip later on in the show. You know, he was on with Bob Stoffer the other day on Oilers Now, and he does. Uh, he has this daily face-off uh, platform and has been on Sportsnet several times and said, Players want to come to Edmonton. The 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 uh, perception has changed now just because of how Don Leon Dreisaitl were during the playoffs. And there's players going, I want in on that. But there's also another side of it where if you have players that are disgruntled, like Jesse Pugliarvi appears to be, you're not exactly welcome here. So, and I know the, the analytics crowd love them. Love them, love them, love them. But at the same time, I'm uh, I'm still a little concerned about his game. I think he's a bit of a uh, enigma or, or sloppy player, or I don't know what it is. It's a little perplexing to me uh, sometimes with Jesse. But I do think there's something there. You know, he's going to be 25 next year. I just don't see him as a top six player or top three winger. But at the same time, if you don't have enough depth there. You may have to you may have to make it work. And you know what? In in the uh, year where the uh, league were split by divisions, and we had the North Division, all Canadian division, he was pretty good. And for the first half of the season last year, pretty good. Then he just kind of fell off. So if he could reclaim what he did in the first year and a half and build off that, I think we're going to have a good hockey player on our hands here in Edmonton. John is on uh, hold right now. Well, not on hold anymore. He's on the air right now. Thanks for calling in, John. Hey, no problem. Uh, you know, I've been a, a, a real supporter of Jesse Pugliarvi since we first drafted him, and I agree with you. 
last year was was not a great combination year because he did get hurt and and he just didn't seem the same guy after but uh, you know if you could sign him for say 2 to 2.5 and with the understanding that he will be playing with mm-hmm. the first or second or third line so i hope that i hope they sort that out cuz I, I really like the guy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think maybe a, a a wild card in this John too is Hopkins going to be a center or a winger. I think that's another thing to consider because if he's going to be a, a center, is Jesse a fit on his line? Right? right. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to the football game tomorrow night. Um, I, I hope the Eskimo fans are going to show up because we need people at the stadium, and uh, it's uh, it's actually very very evident. When you see all the changes that a coach is making, it just is a reflection of how such a poor job that Brock Sunderland did over the last two or three years. It just a lot of the good players were released. We got no one in return. And when you watch the CFL games, almost every CFL team has two or three ex Eskimos in their they're playing really well. So I'm looking forward to guys coming off the injured list. We got a safety. We got a, a good linebacker coming here, and Grimes still is in the back. And I think the defense is, is going to be better. But it's uh, a concern on punt coverage and kickoff coverage where we may lose the game. Yeah, I agree with you, John. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Jesse's up next on Inside Sports. Hey, Jesse. Oh, Jesse dropped. Okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, let's talk about, uh, and by the way, it is an 18-11 lead now for the Montreal Alouettes uh, as uh, the field goal extends it. And actually, Lewis Ward just nailed a 14-yard field goal. So the Red Blacks have been in the red zone a couple times tonight and have had to settle for field goals, but this has been a fun football game. So uh, it, it's been a fun year so far uh, in the Canadian Football League. But 18-14, the Alouettes lead. Uh, okay. Tomorrow, it'll be the Elks and the kick Commonwealth Stadium at 7 o'clock. Now, uh, there was supposed to be a, uh, and that's a good point. Uh, Reed, Reed Wilkins is uh, listening. Thanks, Reed. Yes, uh, Aaron Grimes had knee surgery. I don't think he'll be back this year. That's the word I'm getting. Uh, he won't be back this year. So, Next year, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, bigger expectations, of course, for Grimes. Uh, you know, he he played very little in the preseason game. In fact, he was about, talked to him, he was about four plays away from, from being out of that game against the Calgary Stampeders, and it happened, which was very unfortunate. Uh, the one thing we haven't seen happening is, uh, you know, the walkthrough in football is kind of like the game day skate in hockey, but lately the... Elks haven't been doing a walkthrough. Here's uh, here's the explanation from, from uh, Chris Jones, head coach. Uh, we don't ever walk through when we travel out east, you know. And when we travel, you know, we're in a bus or a, a plane. And we don't walk through, do all that kind of business on the road. And we've had an awful long week. You know, we had like 90 plays the other day that we ran. And, uh, you know, so that's just kind of what, we, what we've gone with. So Kenny Lawler, the prize free agent signing, of the Edmonton Elks, $300,000. But last year, breakout season, only receiver in the 14-game campaign. He only played 13, uh, 1,014 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Jones on Lawler becoming a star with the Bombers as it's his first game 
against his former team tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think it comes from the Winnipeg organization. I think it comes from Kenny Lawler. I think that's the thing is a lot of times we have misconceptions that that organizations are blessed with this aura. And, uh, you know, and, and I've been involved with it as well, you know, at different places. They, you know, it comes from each one of the individual football players. They have to go out and they have to win the football game. That's That's who matters. And Jones on the importance of signing Kenny Lawler in free agency. Well, we've played four quarterbacks, and before the season, we didn't know who our starting quarterback was. So it was important for me to get as many people lined up around our quarterback, whoever that person would have been, that is the best that we could put out there. And, uh, you know, we did our best to go out and try to get the, the best guy in the league. And I'm just looking on the uh, monitor here. No, that's a, the, 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 those are highlights. Those are highlights. I don't want to be fooled like the great incident of Reed Wilkins. Uh, oh, the Toronto Blue Jays too. replay of 2018 or whatever it was. I think it was 2018. Uh, two, I think. We will, we both have done that at one point. <laughs> uh, hosting this show is like, oh, there's a live game. No, it's not. Anyway, uh, they're at the half in um, in uh, Ottawa, 18-14 Alouettes over the Red Blacks. Taylor Cornelius last week, uh, pretty darn good. Well, his first half wasn't great. I don't know how much that was really his fault. Eight of 18 with one interception, 44.4% completion rate. And then here comes the second half. 128 yards in half number two. 11 of 14 for 79% completion rate. And uh, his mid-range accuracy was great. 10 to 19 yard depth. He was nine of 13 with one touchdown pass. And Cornelius knows the Bombers well, saw them three times last year, started in two games. And here's uh, Chris Jones on Cornelius and, and him facing the Bombers. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.